your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jay Foster. Uh, Today I've got a really exciting episode. Uh, I sat down a couple of days ago with Jeff Svoboda of uh, the social media team for the Blue Jackets. He's also uh, the official Jackets insider and he writes for uh, bluejackets.com and nhl.com. So I'm going to get right into it. So I'm here with uh, Jeff Svoboda of uh, Jackets Insider. He is the uh, main kind of writer for Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, uh, thanks for thanks for sitting down with me. Hey, great to be here. How's it going? Well, you know, just sticking along. Um, <laughs> I guess. No, know, there's no hockey, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like you're probably as, as uh, bored as I am. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it would be nice to know exactly how things are going to go here, but hopefully soon enough. Yeah, January first, I think, is the is the date they're aiming for. But I don't know how how likely how likely that's going to be. Yeah, it's the date everyone's shooting for. Uh, it, it's kind of in some ways hard to know what's going to happen. Uh, obviously, you know, you look around everywhere in the United States and Canada, uh, and certainly right here in Ohio, where I am right now. Uh, you know, the cases just keep going up. So no one, I don't think, quite knows how this is going to go. But, I, you know, at some point here, uh, we're going to have hockey. And so can't wait till that happens. But hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the leagues over here have just, like, said, no, we're not doing anything this season. So, like, there's just no local hockey for me until, like, probably October of next year, which is which is rough. But <laughs> if, it, if it, like, if the choice is hockey or like no coronavirus then I guess you know it's it's an easy (laughs) yeah yeah you kind of have to realize what you know the the grand scheme of things Uh, everybody everybody is in the same boat in so many different ways but you know it sure would be nice if we could figure out some way to make this happen for on the hockey front that's for sure yeah for sure uh so let's let's get right into it so obviously the Blue Jackets lost some big big names last season uh, Panarin, Bobrovsky, to a lesser extent, I guess, like uh, Matt Duchesne, um, although I don't think anyone thought he was he was going to stay anyway. Were you surprised by how they did last season? Yes and no. I'm not surprised that they ended up being a team that was right in the mix for the playoffs, but I was kind of surprised by how they got there. Uh, just the, the struggles they had early in the season – you know, to I think everyone – it just took some time for that team to realize, you know, the way that they had to play – uh, without Panarin and without Bobrovsky and you know guys were trying to fill new roles and things like that and you know they, they just didn't come together those first two months or so and we're I mean the season looked over in early December if we're being honest I mean they only won 11 of the first 29 games uh, you know generally you know, they were like I think 13 14 points out of a playoff spot at the worst point and generally when you're that far out of the playoff race you're not going to get back into it but you know they kind of came together they figured out the way they had to play uh, you know, certainly the injuries actually almost helped them. Uh, you know, certainly it wasn't great to be missing good players, but it kind of solidified their identity as far as the way that they had to play. Uh, and then they ended up kind of, you know, rounding into form and, you know, they only, they got points in 24 out of 26 at one point and they got back in the race. And so, you know, if you told me 
70 games into the season that they would be tied for the last playoff spot. If you'd asked me that last October, I wouldn't have been terribly surprised. Um, I was just surprised kind of how they got there, just the, the early struggles and then the way that they caught fire. Uh, you know, a lot of teams just don't do it that way, but, but they did it. So, you know, I, I thought they'd still be a playoff contender last year. Uh, everyone kind of over, over talked about what they lost and forgot about a little bit what they returned. Uh, but like I say, it, it still was a, a very unique path they took to get to, to being where they were. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I kind of was in the same boat where I was, I didn't ex- like, I didn't expect a lot out of the season. I didn't think they'd be bad. I didn't think, you know, I was never at any point like, oh, they could, they could win the cup. They could, you know, they could go really far. And so it's, it's interesting to see, like, looking back at it now, it makes a lot of sense, I think, in terms of, like, like you said, the identity and um, I think letting a lot of their younger guys kind of, just kind of run with it. Like, go yeah. with it. you know, like, that was, that was the thing for me was, I was like, how are they going to do without Bobski, uh, and it turns out pretty pretty good. Like Corpsalo played better than I've ever seen him. Mazzucchi obviously had a rough start, but he's phenomenal. And so you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see next season, especially looking at kind of the off season that they've had. Like we we haven't made as many moves as I as I thought we might in terms of like getting people back. So like, what do you think about how how the offseason's done so far? I would say I, I think a lot of people did uh, have the anticipation that they were going to be a little bit more active, uh, especially in free agency, and especially you know the day before free agency happens and they trade you know Andrew uh, or uh, Alexander Winberg um, and Marcus Nudavara, basic or excuse me, not uh, Ryan Murray and uh, uh, Marcus Nudavara. They'd already bought out Winberg. Um, they trade those guys kind of for what was essentially nothing, and, and Yarmo even admitted. Uh, you know, that those were basically trades just to trade those guys uh, from a salary aspect. Uh, you had kind of thought, okay, this is a team that's going to be a major player in the free agent market. And then they ended up, you know, not quite doing that. There, there's obviously still some names out there. and It'll be very interesting to see, you know, when the market moves on some of those guys because everything's in a holding pattern right now. Um, and I could still see them in the mix for some of those guys. And they're obviously going to be in the mix uh, for, you know, the teams that are up against the salary cap. And if somebody has to trade a guy, uh, just to get under the cap, the Blue Jackets are going to be in on those deals. Uh, and, and Yarmo has already said that. Uh, so it, it's a little bit of a surprise just that maybe they didn't, you know, sign another guy just because it looked like they were kind of going to be in the market there. But at the end of the day, if you think about what they've done, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, they haven't really lost any major pieces from the team that, you know, was, uh, you know, beat Toronto, you know, gave Tampa a pretty decent run there in that first round. Uh, you know, the, the pieces that are gone were not major contributors in those series. Um, you know, they still got kind of many of the building blocks on this team that, that they've had for a long time. Uh, you know, you bring in Max Domi uh, and you bring in Miko Koivu. And I think, you know, one of the true weaknesses of this team, uh, and it didn't get talked about a lot because as much as it got the scoring weakness got talked about, uh, but you know, they needed to get better at center. They needed to be better down the middle. And so they brought in two guys. Uh, they should be much better at number two center with Domi. Uh, I think that was, you know, a, a no brainer trade that they made right there. Uh, got exactly what they needed out of that. Uh, and I think Koivu is going to be a huge addition just because they really needed a, a good defensive kind of shutdown center uh, to, to add to the mix. So um, they were, uh, they kind of got a lot of the pieces that they needed. You know, I think you could certainly still make a good argument that they could need to add uh, a little bit more offense on the wings. Uh, I think, obviously I think that's something they're going to be looking to do as they get a little closer to the season and kind of see how the market shakes itself out, uh, whether it be the free agents or whether it be the you know, teams that have to trade a guy or two. 
Um, but so far, so good is kind of what I would say. Uh, you know, this is not the final look of this team, I don't think. Uh, you know, you, you can you know, make moves all the way up into, you know, basically the trade deadline in a season. So this is not the final iteration of what this team is going to look like. But I do think, you know, they got better where they needed to get better, and they didn't lose too much to do it. And I think that makes them a better team right now than they were probably a year ago at this time. Uh, can we have just a minute? I've got yet more uh, talk with Jeff about the Blue Jackets off-season moves. Uh, but first, let me tell you a little bit about BuiltGo. Uh, BuiltGo is really awesome. Uh, it is a healthy replacement for your energy drink, uh, and it's not, you know, fake energy with, you know, tons of sugar and tons of caffeine. It is lasting, and it is natural. Uh, I got some BuiltGo, and I've been using it pre-workout. I've been using it... Um, just like if I'm having a tough day, uh, if I have that kind of mental or physical wall that I really need to break through, then Built Go will help me do that. Uh, it comes in these little like one and a half ounce packages, so you can just like throw it in your briefcase as you go to work, or you can put it in your gym bag, and you know, or you can even just throw it in your pocket, and if you need it, it's there. Uh, it is the best workout gel on the market. Uh, it's like drinking a five hour energy without that same kind of caffeine crash. Uh, it's like drinking a monster energy drink, but with way better results. And they come in three really delicious flavors. Uh, my favorite is the chocolate mint, but they also have a really good chocolate coconut flavor and a peanut butter honey. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter, so I was really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the peanut butter honey. Um, but how does it work, you ask? Well, it combines the energy gel with uh, collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's really easy on the stomach and the digestive system. Uh, and it's loaded with stuff like beta-alanine, B3 uh, vitamins, honey, and just a little bit of caffeine to keep you going. Uh, it also has uh, vitamin B12, B6, and the collagen actually promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So, you know, not only does this stuff make you feel good, it makes you look good. So if you go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you will get 30% off your next order. So that's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Remember, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can find me on Twitter at JTheGoalie. And you can uh, email me if you have comments, questions, criticisms at uh, LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Obviously, Nyquist had to have surgery. He's out until, what, like April, I think? Do you think that's kind of going to force Yarmo Kahlina's hand a little bit in terms of what he picks up in a trade or... I think it makes the need a little bit more, uh, a little bit more stark. Uh, I don't know that it's going to really too much change Yarmo's opinion. I think you've got a, a fair number of guys on the team. You know, they have a lot of forward depth on this team, and it's not necessarily superstar forward depth. Uh, but I mean, how many forwards did we see come in and play this year? And and you know, they, you know, not necessarily lose a beat when some of those guys came in. So uh, you know, this might just open up an, an, an opportunity for a guy like Liam Foodie to, to play a lot more. Uh, it might open up a chance for Eric Robinson. I, I have fans tell me all the time they want to see what he could do in a top six role. Well, maybe this will be his chance. Uh, you know, a guy like Kevin Stenlin, who has that shot from the wing, maybe you see more of him. So uh, I think they they certainly know that, that you know, that I, I think all things being equal, they would love to add uh, another scoring winger, you know, if the money is available and if they can make it work out and if it's a deal that makes sense. 
I don't think it necessarily that injury changes that a whole ton. Um, now, you know, if they get 20 games in a season and they're scoring two goals a game, and you know, maybe they you know, things become a little bit different at that point. Um, but I, I don't know that it really changes the, the strategy. I think they still know that that's a place they'd like to get better. Uh, and if the right opportunity comes along, they'll do it. But, uh, you know, they're not going to just, be like, oh, my goodness, we got to throw money at somebody that we weren't going to throw money at previously. I don't think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, I think everyone kind of came into this offseason thinking, oh, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, that's, that's who we're going to get, especially when you dump Calorie. But, like, Kekalainen's never been a GM that's gone, like, oh, we need to throw money at this person. We need to throw money at that person. Um, but it's interesting that you mentioned a guy like Liam Foody. Do you think he makes a team? Or do you think he starts in Cleveland and then gets more ice time there? Or what do you think? How do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting question, and I, and I would be very interested to see how it works out uh, because, I mean, he's good enough. I mean, you watch him play in the playoffs, and I think he's someone who's, who's ready to play um, at the highest level. Uh, he didn't look out of place at all. I mean, I think he got a little tired, it, you know, as that Tampa series went on, you know, just playing. You know, this is a guy that had played two NHL games his entire life and then suddenly played 10 of them in about, you know, 18 days. Uh, so I think he got a little, a little bit tired there. But he played well. So, I mean, I think he showed he's ready to be an NHL player. Um, but one thing that's kind of nice is you don't have to force him into the lineup. I mean, this isn't, uh, you know, back in the day where it's just like the second you think a guy is, uh, is close to being ready, put him out there and see what happens. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to force him in. You know, if you think it's best for him, and, and maybe it is best for him with the, the strength they now have at center, uh, to, you know, have him play in, in the AHL and learn the position of center, uh, you know, play it, you know, 17, 18 minutes a night. Uh, and, and just be ready to be a guy, you know, obviously, you know, I don't think Koivu is going to be here more than a year. Uh, so, you know, maybe make William Foody be ready to play center in 21, 22. Uh, you have that luxury now if you want that to be, but you also have the luxury that if he's, if he really is good enough, uh, you can put him at wing and, and have him fly around out there and, and use his speed. And, and he's probably going to end up being a decent player at that position uh, if, if need be. So, um, they, that, the thing that they have with that is flexibility. So I think that's a good thing for them is that you say you don't have to rush him. You know, you can put him in the situation that you think makes the most sense. Uh, and whether that be with an Equist injury now, playing him in a top six role on the wing, whether that means, you know, him wearing the center position, you know, there's been so many guys that have come in in the past couple of years, you know, Texier being one of them that, you know, they, they, eventually you feel like they're going to be centers, but they just kind of need him on the wing right now. Uh, it might be nice to just have a guy like Foodie learning the position at the pro level. Uh, but, you know, it, but if he comes to camp and, and knocks people's socks off, he's going to be on that lineup and he's going to be on the wing and he's going to be playing. That's just the way it is. So a lot of it's in his hands, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's nice to have the flexibility that, you know, you don't have to necessarily force him in there if you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's a really kind of unique position that we're in at the minute in terms of, like, the depth that we have. Because, it feels like we've gone from being really deep in one position to not quite so deep in terms of like defense um, to actually suddenly we're really deep uh, center. Like we have maybe eight or nine guys that could ostensibly play, play center for this team. Whereas last year, you know, we were struggling with Bar and Renberg and then like Jenna and Nick Felino were our other centers for most of the season. So it's, it's really interesting to see kind of that that flip and how we might be a better team offensively than defensively potentially this season um how do you think the, the defense looks next season obviously we've lost both of our bottom uh, both of our five and six guys 
Yeah, I'm not too worried. In fact, I think that it's still going to be pretty good. Um, obviously, you're going to start with, with Seth and Z. Uh, you know, jones Morinsky. that's going to be your number one pair, and that hasn't changed, and that looks pretty darn good. Uh, your, your, the Gavrikov-Savard pair of a year ago that was so good, uh, that's not going to change. Both of those guys are back. And I think going into the season, your third pair is probably Dean Kukan uh, and um, Andrew Peake. And I tell you what, I love that as a third pair. Um, you know, they're, they've got weaknesses in their game, but I, I love the way Kukan played in the playoffs. I just love his game. He's got so much poise on the puck. Uh, he doesn't panic. You know, he, gets, he uses his mobility to get out of tough situations. Um, you know, he's not the biggest or strongest guy, but for a third pair guy, you know, who can move the puck a little bit, I, I think he, I mean, he's basically Marcus Dudavara of a couple of years ago. Uh, so I like what he brings to the table, and I really like Andrew Peake as a guy, you know, who's a, kind of a, more of a shutdown defensive guy, but with a little bit of offensive uh, upside. I think he's going to be pretty good as a, as a third-pair guy. Uh, you know, he never looked out of place this year in the time that he played. Um, I really like what he brings to the table, so I like that third pair quite a bit. Um, I really can't wait to watch it. That actually is going to be one of my things to pay attention to this year because I think that could be a really good uh, third pair of just guys that haven't had a, a real chance to show it yet, but I think they're, they're pretty darn good. Um, and so the depth isn't going to be what it is because, you know, you do lose Ryan Murray and you lose Nudavara, uh, and you kind of sit there and go like, okay, so that's, I mean, that, that's, that's real. I mean, those are players who played a lot of time last year. Um, but, you know, also this was the most, uh, you know, the strongest depth position on the team. Uh, so you can maybe do that and not be in a bad situation. You've still got guys that can slot in five, six and be fine. You know, Scott Harrington is a seventh defenseman is, you know, you've done that for four years now, so that's not a bad place to be. You know, uh, Gabriel, I think they're still really high on Gabriel Carlson. It's easy to forget. I think he's only 23 years old still. Uh, so you can't give up on him. I think they still think he can be a guy that if he comes in and has a good camp, can, can play uh, when needed. You know, uh, Adam Clendenning, Gavin Bayreuther is 9 and 10 guys who will probably be in Cleveland. Uh, you know, those are guys that you can play some NHL hockey as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm not terribly worried about the defensive depth. Uh, you know, they had a kind of an embarrassment of riches last year, and they needed it with the injuries that happened. But uh, – I think they're still in a pretty good position as far as that goes. So I'm not too worried there. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you choose. Uh, I like the one, just the plain one from Apple, but we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on all sorts. Do you think, so how, how do you think the Blue Jackets do like in general next season? Do you think they kind of, because they're functionally the same team, I think, like they haven't really lost most of the core. They've added a couple of bits, like, Obviously, they're not. They're maybe not done yet. Um, do you think they make the playoffs? Do you think they don't? Do you think like the challenge for the cup maybe, or like what kind of position do you think the Blue Jackets are in, having made the moves that they made this off season? Yeah, that is a good question. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, uh, I think yeah, you can. It's such a tough question to ask because the, with the NHL, I mean, the margins are so thin, and you almost have to look at what teams around you have done. And, and you look, you're you're going to be in a really tough division again. Um, you know, I think the, the Caps made some pretty good moves. Uh, you've got a team like Carolina that's still a really good young team. The Rangers get the number one overall pick. So the bottom, you know, you're going to get some pressure from behind. Uh, who knows actually what's going to happen in Pittsburgh uh, this season. That's actually going to be one of the most intriguing teams in the, in the league to watch because, you know, they're kind of a, a bit of a disaster after the, you know, three or four star players that they have. Um, you know, the Islanders are going to probably have to, you know, they had to trade a guy. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how good they end up being. So, you know, the Metro is so tight. Um, it's hard to project the Jackets to be, you know, to, to be winning it, but I think they're going to be right there in the mix. Uh, I think, you know, like I said, improving at the center position was a, a, a really big thing that they needed to do. Uh, I still think they're, they're going to be a really good defensive team. Uh, I think the goaltending is really good. Uh, obviously, they probably need 
to score a little bit more, certainly than they did last year. You know, the, the biggest question of the season when it begins is will they be able to score enough goals? Um, I can see how they would be, you know, better than they were last year. Will they be in the top 10 in the league and doing it? Uh, I can see why a lot of people would be skeptical of that as well. Uh, so it's a team that's, uh, but I think that the biggest thing though that actually happened for this team last year was, I mean, they learned how to play and they, they kept the momentum going. Uh, there was always going to be a weird year last year uh, just with the, you know, they were building for so long and they kept making steps and they finally made the biggest step and then they lose those three, you know, key free agents. Uh, and that could have been a huge step back for them. And instead they kind of, they did what they had to get out of last year. They did what they had to do where they kind of kept the momentum going and they kept building. Uh, and now that everyone kind of knows a role a little bit more and, and they brought in, they've made some changes. They kind of made some tweaks. Um, I'm pretty bullish on where they are. And, you know, you'd still like to maybe see them at a piece uh, somewhere down the line. Um, but I could see this team being a team that's in contention in that, that Metro uh, and in for a playoff spot. And, you know, the, it's, it's going to be tight and it's going to be tough. Uh, but I, I like, I like the things that they've done. And I think that they've, they've structured their team now in a way uh, that, that looks really, that's, that's a better team on paper. Is it a, a tremendously better team? Uh, probably not, but they're better. So I think that, that you know, you, you got to keep getting better and then see what happens from there. Sure. Kind of going back to kind of adding a piece. Do you see them adding maybe because Mike Hoffman's still available, I think, or like is there anyone that you think they have their eyes on the like trades? I know uh, Yarbo's mentioned the Knights in the team that are kind of cash strapped, and I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, maybe we managed to pick up a guy like Max Patretti for cheap. Do you think that's someone that he has his eye on, or like who do you see Yarbo is maybe having an interest in? Yeah, it could be them. It could be Tampa. Uh, Tampa's in a real bind still. Uh, you know, everyone, you know, with the, at the draft where they basically just said, you can have Tyler Johnson for nothing and no one even took him, uh, kind of speaks to where Tampa is from a salary cap situation. They've got a, a couple. I mean, they're going to have to probably lose a piece or two. And I think the, the Blue Jackets will be first in line to try to make a deal there. Uh, I, the Islanders are in a, in a bad kind of a crunch right now as well. Uh, I think they've, they've already made some moves, but I still think that they're, you know, they've still got to sign Barzal. Uh, so, you know, it, until they get that done, you know, who knows kind of where they end up as well. Uh, so, you know, the, the teams that are out there are kind of fairly well known and, you know, the Blue Jackets are going to be first in line to try to, you know, get what they can off of those teams. But also, I mean, there's, you know, there's 15 teams in the NHL who are going to try to do that. So, uh, you know, this isn't a secret that these teams are in salary cap trouble. So it's not like the Jackets are going to be the only team in the league. They're going to try to make those moves. But, you know, we've seen Yarmo, you know, he's got the firepower and he's got the, the gumption to make those trades. Uh, so, you know, I, they're going to certainly try to do it that way. Um, the rumor has been the entire time that this has been going on, and we're now, you know, more than two months into, or we're more than a month now into free agency. Uh, you know, the, the Jackets and Hoffman have been kind of talked about quite a bit as this whole thing has gone on. So uh, that could be a fit. You know, I don't know. Uh, he's certainly a guy, you know, he's going to score probably 25 to 30 goals a year. I mean, that's just what he is, and that's what this team needs. So uh, you can sit here and quibble about contract figures and how much defense he plays and does he fit into the salary cap. but. You know, if you're just looking at, you know, what this team needs, he's certainly a guy that brings it. So they could be in that one. I, I would be interested in, intrigued to see um, Granlund, uh, Mikhail Granlund out of um, uh, Nashville. It just did not work there. But he was a 65-point guy in Minnesota before he got to Nashville. Um, and Nashville is just kind of a disaster right now. It seems like anyone who goes there kind of struggles. So I wouldn't be against maybe kicking the tires on a guy like that and say, you know, he's still young enough that, you know, maybe he can kind of recapture what he had up in Minnesota. Uh, I would almost throw out what happened in Nashville because we've seen Duchesne go down there and struggle. We've seen Johansson go down there and struggle. There's just something in the water there where guys just 
for some reason just don't perform up to what they've done previously. So, uh, you know, I, I take the tires on that one too and see, you know, you know maybe he's not a 65 point a guy anymore, but 65 point a year guy anymore, but if he's 50 to 55, Hey, you know, that I'd be more than willing to have that on my team at this point. And he might come a little cheaper than you would expect. So, uh, that's a guy I'd keep an eye on as well. So, you know, we will see what happens, but Yarmo is obviously keeping it a little bit close to the vest as far as that, you know, he's not going to sit there and talk about what they're working on in free agency and things like that. But, um, you know, the rumors get out there, but you know, they, they've still got some options. That's for sure. And I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, tomorrow we will have a special weekend episode where I'll have more conversation with Jeff for you. So I'll see you tomorrow.